Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and these are episodes I love because Sarah and I are diving into your questions. And while Sarah takes a look at uh, what we're going to make time for today, I wanted to give you two quick little reminders. One is that our free mental and emotional spring cleaning e-series kicks off so soon, just about a week from now. Now, the first Monday in May, this is a one-week free e-series about mental and emotional spring cleaning, getting out of your own way and clearing out the cobwebs of your thoughts and your moods and your emotions. So if you want to be part of This free e-series, basically it's an email a day for a week sharing a different tool, tip, tactic, or strategy every single day to help you get beyond your excuses, clean out all the junk in your head from your past patterns. Just go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 594 because that is going to have the link for you to hop on this list. I don't want to send these emails to people who are not looking to get a fresh start. So if you are looking for that, if you're interested in these tools, tips, daily tactics, and strategies, it is a week-long, totally free e-series. Just go to the show notes page, primalpotential.com forward slash 594. Last thing before we dive into your questions on this beautiful, beautiful day. Today's episode is brought to you by Fabletics. And I've shared with you before that there are so many reasons that I love Fabletics. I actually became a member, customer of Fabletics back in 2014. Because when they first reached out to me about the show, I went back into my emails to be like, how long ago did I start shopping through you guys? And the reason I loved them is because I didn't want to spend $108 on a pair of leggings from Lulu. Just that simple. And Fabletics has not only really cute clothes, cute sports bras, tank tops, t-shirts, jackets, sweatshirts, leggings, pants, skirts, bathing suits, you name it. Um, but they're crazy affordable. And if you're like me and every penny matters, I want clothes that fit well, that move well, and don't break the bank, especially since I wear workout clothes on the regular, not just to the gym, but around the house. So I want to encourage you to support them and to have really cute, comfortable workout gear, just go to fabletics.com forward slash primal potential. And I will make sure to link that up in the show notes over at primalpotential.com forward slash 594. So big shout out to Fabletics for supporting the show. I love that they want to do that. And I really love their clothes too. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. That's what we try to do around here. And we also want to win by answering your questions because we love answering your questions. And We recently added this third show to the week and it's quickly become like 
something that I really love and look forward to. And I'm looking across the table at Sarah right now, and I think you might be looking forward to it now as well. Yeah, I think it's fun. At first, you were like, I want you at some point, maybe a month from now, to like listen back to your first episode. I don't even want to. No, I understand. <laughs> I don't want to go back and listen to my first episode either. Oh my gosh. But it's so fun to do this with you and to go through questions. Guys, if you have questions or topics that you want us to dive into on these Saturday shows, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox primalpotential.com forward slash inbox. Or another way to do it is join our free Primal Potential Facebook group. I'll put that link over in the show notes to primalpotential.com forward slash 594. We'd love to have you in the Facebook group. We have fun in there, don't we? There's a lot happening in there. And it's so inspiring. I know. Doesn't it just feel good? Yes. And the pictures I see of everyone's food and choices yeah. makes me Well, hungry. just the other day, I posted and I said, what are people doing for dinner tonight? Because I was sitting thinking, what am I doing for dinner tonight? And I told them, I was like, I'm planning to use one of your ideas so that I don't have to think about what I'm going to do for dinner. And somebody posted something about a broccoli salad, and that's exactly what I did yesterday. Which looked so good. It was so good. And my boyfriend really loved it too, which is great because... He's a little bit more like meat and potatoes Mm -hmm. or like macaroni and cheese and, you know, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this was, uh, it was just raw broccoli. I had no recipe. I still have no recipe. Don't ask me for a recipe, but I'll tell you what I put in it. Raw broccoli, feta cheese, um, sesame seeds, and sun-dried tomatoes. And then I used as like a dressing or a marinade uh, the Primal Kitchen Sesame Ginger Dressing. It was so good. Was this all cold? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then I just grilled out steaks. I had a steak and he had pork chops, but it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Anyway, we'd love to have you in that Facebook group because there's just all sorts of positive energy and encouragement and inspiration. And if you feel like you can't think of what to make for dinner, it's a great place to just say, what are you people having for dinner? And the ideas were like, I'm going back to that thread when I get back because I'm away this weekend. I'm going back to that thread to like make some of the things because repeatedly I was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have questions. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put you on the spot before we get into the questions. Because we talked about something right before you left yesterday. You took an identity journal home a couple weeks ago. And you have been saying for a while that like you want to start journaling, but you aren't a journaler. But now you have the identity journal. And you said that though you have tried to journal before, it hasn't really like been your thing. Correct. Yep. But. But now I am really loving your format. First of all, you just kind of were sing-songy. Yes, I was. <laughs> You're rubbing off on me. <laughs> Sorry, <But> everybody. <laughs> everybody gives me a hard time for like singing words that I don't even know I'm singing. But now Sarah's doing it too. Um, no, seriously though, the format, what is it? Is it the fact that it's like guided and it's yes. prompting you with specific questions? Totally. Because I used to get the journals with like blank pages. Yeah. And I would feel just stuck. Like, what am I supposed to write in this? Yeah. Like today's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sun is shining. So that's um, nice. Yeah. Exactly. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, having some prompts really helped. And 
okay, so it's easier to journal, but is that impacting your day or your mood or your focus? Like what's the end result? Impacting my focus for sure. And I love the little top priorities because I used to know what I needed to get done. But then when I really think about it, like these are the three priorities and I have to check these off the list. Because otherwise it can be like task, 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 but not priority. Exactly. And then I would just lose focus or or spend too much time on something that isn't a priority. Yeah, Yeah. I'm the same way. Well, I just want to share that because I think a lot of people have that perspective of like, I've tried to journal and it's just not Mm -hmm. for me. So guys, the identity journal, for those of you, we get a lot of questions about this. The identity journal is available inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation. The reason for that is it is one tool of a bigger toolbox that is the 12 Weeks to Transformation. The good news is time is flying and our wait list is open for the summer 12 Weeks to Transformation. You can get on the wait list at today's show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 594. You can just click over there, get on the wait list. We love giving little sneak peeks inside the 12 Weeks to Transformation for folks who are on the wait list and answering your questions and doing all that kind of fun stuff. But also, we open up registration first to you, and summer registration is going to open up before we know it. I swear, we're going to blink, and it's going to be June. I know. It's like flying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're already in week four in our spring almost. Yep. Crazy. Okay, we've got questions. We love your questions. What's the first one? First one is, I'm looking for an accurate answer to whether I can drink bulletproof coffee in the morning, and then half a bulletproof coffee at noon, and meat and veggies for dinner. I want to know if I can repeat this endlessly and still lose weight with a carb reefed every day. Every blogger seems to have a different opinion. Carb refeed? Yes. Okay. So I actually insisted that this this question be part of it, uh, be part of this episode. It actually came, did it come to you via email, Sarah? I believe so, yeah. Okay. The reason I wanted to address this to everybody This person is asking, can I have this particular food setup and do a carb refeed every five days and get results? Is that going to produce results? And the scenario she's asking about is bulletproof coffee for breakfast, half a bulletproof coffee for lunch, meat and veggies for dinner every single day with a carb refeed. So basically adding in starch and or sugar every five days. Am I going to get results? And the person who who emailed this to us was like, I'm super frustrated that every blogger out there has a different answer. As well they should. The no nobody can answer this for anybody but themselves. So let's be clear. If any anybody tells you, hey, do this, 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 and this, and you're gonna get results, they can't tell you that because there's too many factors. Now, before you get frustrated, nobody can give me this answer, your body will give you the answer. If you want to know if you can do this and consistently get results, do it and see if you consistently get results. The reason that I and everybody else cannot give you the answer to that is because there's so many different things at play here. For example, what's your baseline? Meaning, if you were somebody that was eating, like I used to, Chick-fil-A for breakfast, candy bars for lunch, Mexican takeout for dinner, followed up with ice cream, well, then switching to like bulletproof coffee and a half meat and veggies and a carb refeed is a freaking huge improvement. But there's too many individual variables for anybody to accurately say, this is going to work for you. But again, we can get 
almost immediate and super accurate answers from our own body. Do not look for somebody else to tell you what is going to work for you because your body is going to tell you what works for you. This is where your personal power is, right? What does my body say about this? How do you feel when you do that? How is your energy? For me personally, Bulletproof coffee used to work. Now, if you're like, what in the world is bulletproof coffee? It's basically taking coffee and blending in butter and either MCT oil or coconut oil, which if you've never heard of that and it sounds weird, just go to primalpotential.com, search bulletproof coffee, and I'll give you a breakdown of like, why would people do that? And all of your do's and don'ts and questions all on primalpotential.com. But I used to drink bulletproof coffee. Now, it doesn't really work for me. And I think that part of the reason it doesn't work for me is just based on the evolution of my own personal diet. I thrive with more nutrient-dense meals, meaning there's much more nutritive value in something like a cabbage salad bowl or in these smoothies that I've been drinking lately because I'm prioritizing my gut health uh, much more so than what is in coffee and butter and MCT oil. I feel better and I get better results when there's more macronutrients, more micronutrients, uh, and I'm getting more fiber in my day. That's me. For you, this might be brilliant. The other piece, when you say a carb refeed, there are 67 trillion ways to do a carb refeed. To you, it could mean Pop-Tarts, Swedish Fish, and Kit Kats. To somebody else, it might mean sushi for dinner or it might be a baked potato with their meat and veggies. So it depends on how you're doing it. It also depends on the efficacy of a quote unquote carb refeed depends on your sensitivity to carbs. I will tell you that when I personally add in starch and sugar, I feel crappy. I feel more tired. I feel more moody. I feel Uh, lower energy overall. And that just speaks to my personal sensitivity to carbohydrates. So continue being frustrated that nobody can give you this answer, but you have way more power than that because your body is going to give you that answer. Is it an improvement for you? How does it make you feel? And do you get results when you do it consistently? And are you being honest about your consistency? Never be frustrated that somebody can't say, do this, do that, do the other thing, because your body is going to give you those answers. And here's the other piece of it. Your body changes. So what works for you now, part of this question was like, can I do this on repeat and continue to get results? Well, a lot of that is going to depend. How does your body composition change? Because your fuel needs are going to change along with it. How does your health change? Let's say that you're going through a period of a lot of stress, or like for me, When I got my puppy, two weeks of crap sleep, the first two weeks, well, that changes my body's needs. So to expect that we can set this template and it's going to forever work for us is just not realistic because as our body composition change, uh, sleep changes, stress changes, health changes, activity level changes, our body's needs change. So beautiful thing is You don't have to rely on my answer because your body is going to let you know if it's working, if it's not, et cetera. I think we covered that one. I think we got it. All right. What we got next? We got a little story and then some questions here. Okay. So this person says they lost over 50 pounds from their heaviest and feel so proud of their progress. Uh, Still have a good 15 to 20 pounds that they need to lose and want, um, that they need to and want to lose. But they've just been maintaining the current weight for quite some time. 
She says, as I began getting smaller, I found myself almost being freaked out at times by the way my body was looking and changing. It also doesn't help that my friends and family always comment and ask questions about my weight loss. I was getting the results I wanted, but I was feeling really disconnected from myself for some reason. I feel like that might be one of the factors contributing to my slowing progress. Is this normal? How can I become more comfortable with how my body is changing so that I can keep pushing forward? Let's break that down. Is this normal? Doesn't matter. It's happening for you. That's what matters. What happens for anybody else or the frequency of it, it it doesn't matter. A lot of times in the 12 weeks to transformation, people will say, has anybody else experienced ba 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 not because they're necessarily looking for solutions and strategies, but because we want to feel like we belong, like we're not abnormal. And I say, set that aside. Who cares? You can be the weirdest monkey on the planet. It doesn't matter, right? Doesn't matter if you're the first person ever. And the reason I say monkey, I was like, why did I say monkey? Because my mom calls us monkeys. Hmm. Like me and my sister and my cousins were, were the monkeys. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Um, M- monkeys are monster babies. Oh, yeah, we were we were often monster babies. Yeah, <laughs> that random. Says something about you, okay? But you, I like I'm a nickname person because mm-hmm. you were commenting the other day. We're getting sidetracked. That's okay. On how I, every time I open my mouth, I have a different name for Rumi. Yes, the puppy. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I get it from my mama. Anyway, it doesn't matter if it's normal or not. It's what you're going through. So let's let's synthesize what's going on here. This individual has lost about 50 pounds, feels really good about progress, still wants to lose another 15 to 20 more pounds, but is currently maintaining. What I found most interesting about this particular question is that this individual said, it doesn't help that my friends and families always comment and ask questions about my weight loss. What a perfect opportunity to come back to this idea of emotional resilience who cares if they're always asking questions or having comments? You don't have to put any of your own energy or emotion into that. People are incessantly commenting on what I eat, what I don't eat, when I work out, how I work out, how much weight I lost. Like, well, that doesn't have anything to do with my own thought process unless I decide that that is a big factor. You get to choose what, if anything, you put in to the words and thoughts and comments of others. So I would change your perspective first and foremost on these other people in your life. Like you've told yourself that in some way it is a problem because you said it doesn't help that they do these things. It's not a problem unless you decide for it to be so. One of the recent things that I shared on the emotional resilience episode from last week was this Marcus Aurelius quote that when we are distressed or bothered by anything external that is happening, it's not the thing itself, but the meaning we make of it. So you're basically saying, oh, geez, these people, they're always commenting, pa 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 pa. Who cares? Just let that part go. They're allowed to have a commentary just like people comment on the weather, just like people comment when somebody gets a new job or they get a new car, or they get a new outfit. You do not have to invest any meaning into that. You can just take it at face value. They made a comment, period, the end. It's not about you. As for this part where this person said, I find myself being almost freaked out by the way my body is looking and changing. You are the thinker. You are not the thought. So feeling freaked out by it is a result of your perspective on it. You can look in the mirror and see your body changing and go, 
oh my gosh, it's so different. And take a perspective of that being scary or out of control or frightening or unknown, or you can celebrate it. How cool is it that I have the ability to change my shape and size? I wonder what else is possible. The other thing that I come back to on this, and this is a huge theme in Chasing Cupcakes. I'm going to write myself a note again to add link to Chasing Cupcakes in the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 594. You're either focused on the problem or the solution. And in this case, the energy, the emotion, the time is going into the problem. If you are focused on the day you are in, then it doesn't matter how far you've come. It doesn't matter what other people have said or the pattern of the conversations happening with people in your life. It doesn't matter what you thought yesterday about your body changing. What are you going to do to take care of yourself today? And this comes back to the goal is the feeling. What if it's no longer about the last 15 or 20 pounds or the first 50 pounds, but rather, what am I able and willing to do today to take great care of myself and to feel my best? I think that shift sets you free. Whether you take the perspective of, I want to feel amazing today. What choices will make me feel amazing? I'm going to go forward with those choices. What choices don't make me feel amazing? I'm going to dial back on those choices. Or you take the perspective of the only moment that matters is the moment I'm in right now. So I'm just going to win this moment. I'm going to make the best choice I can in this moment. Either way, you're just not engaging anymore in the story of the problem or the story of the past or the story of the fear. Focus exclusively on what you want. Don't allow yourself to get bogged down by all this other stuff. And uh, coming up on Monday's episode of the show, I have this amazing conversation with my friend Sandy Vo. And one of the things we talk about in that episode is how when your computer starts to like run really slow... One of the first things we know to do is shut down all the open programs that are running in the background because they like junk it up and slow it down. And so, you know, I'm looking at my computer right now and I have Firefox running in the background, but I'm not using Firefox. And I have Spotify running in the background, but I'm not using Spotify. And I have ID3 running in the background, but I'm not using that. So I'll close those out to free up space in my computer. Well, for you, When where your attention needs to be is, what is my next great choice? You've got all these open programs running in the background of how much weight you've lost and freaked out about this and family member said this and is this normal? Shut down all those programs. Just close them. You can return to them when you use them, but having them running in the background is a choice that will slow you down. So notice that narrative and shut it down. How can you become more comfortable with how your body is changing? Celebrate it. Perspective. What is it that you want? How can you see it as a good thing? But more than that, I don't even think that that part is necessary. Just be where your feet are and win the moment you're in. That's what I think. All right. This person says they go off the rails when they're on vacation. Have you done a podcast on vacation and are there snacks you recommend packing for travel? I have done so many episodes and blogs on travel and vacation because that was one of the like the final hurdles for me to clear because I 
got to a point where I was very, very consistent with my choices when I was at home and in my normal settings. But it took a long time to feel super comfortable with travel because I had a pattern of, I'm not home, so it's special. So screw it. Who cares? Let's re-engage when I get home. And especially in airports, it was like my brain went on vacation and I would go into Hudson News or one of those similar stores and get like three different things and just eat on the whole flight as if there was nothing else to do, but like have five snacks, you know? (laughs) And so uh, short answer is the two episodes I would start with are 461 and 462, and I will link to both of those in today's show notes. Today's show notes are at primalpotential.com forward slash 594. So yeah, episodes 461 and 462 really break down how I overcame that pattern. But first, if you say, I go off the rails when I go on vacation, that is an instruction. It is descriptive and also prescriptive. You are taking a past pattern and you are claiming it for the present. You cannot steal second with your foot on first. So for as long as you say like, this is what is happening, this is what I choose, then you're not free to choose something else. So step one, two, three, four, and five is never again say that permissive statement, argue for the problem, cling to the limitation, I go off the rails when I go on vacation because that is an instruction to your subconscious. It is a decision. It is programming your mind, I go off the rails when I'm on vacation. No, no more. Do not enroll yourself in that story, period. Snacks for travel. I'm a big fan of Epic Bars. Epic bars are not your typical bar. They're a meat-based bar. So if you're expecting like cotton candy and cake batter, this is not that. It's like bacon, bison, cranberry, turkey, almond, cranberry. Um, And I get them from Thrive Market because it's just cheaper that way. And I love the Artisanic Coconut Butter Travel Packets. So coconut butter is different from coconut oil, but all of this stuff just depends on your preferences. I also don't really like to snack when I'm traveling because I find that I'm often less active when I'm traveling and I just don't need that extra fuel. Um, But sometimes I'll use these in lieu of breakfast so that I save money right? Or even in lieu of lunch that I save money and then I go out to dinner and I enjoy my dinner and I've kept my eating lighter throughout the day and I've saved money. Um, So the Artisana Coconut Butter Travel Packets uh, is a blend of the meat of the coconut along with the oils. So it's not like greasy. Um, I really love those. But again, just be really cautious about traveling with snacks because sometimes it becomes a boredom behavior and you're just overfueling yourself. So Be mindful of that pattern. And the most important thing is stop telling yourself this story. Instead of I go off the rails when I'm on vacation, I am looking for opportunities to practice making great choices when I'm away from home. Whether that means I'm down the road at a restaurant, whether that means I'm in the grocery store, I'm on a business trip, I'm at my parents for the night, whatever it is, instead of the problem, focus on what you do want. I am looking for opportunities to make great choices when I'm away from home because I need the practice. I am actually flying to California uh, in about... 24 hours or so. And one of the things that's really helpful for me, because I hate showing up someplace and feeling like bleh. And being on an airplane kind of makes me feel like grimy anyway. So compound that with, I just ate 44 snacks and had two glasses of wine on the flight. Like 
it sets off the trip to be super crappy. So I tend to fast until I arrive and have dinner because that's easier. So I'll try to drink water. Sometimes I'll have black coffee. Um, it also depends on the time of day of my flight. My preference is to fly first thing in the morning. Um, but yeah, just don't tell yourself that you go off the rails because it's permissive. It is descriptive, but also prescriptive. You're prescribing that pattern of behavior and you cannot break free from it as you argue for it. What else? Let's see. How do I consistent, consistently make myself a priority? Practice. Sometimes turning these questions around a little bit, like, okay, if the question is, how do I consistently make myself a priority, which is a bit general and more theoretical, tweak the question to say, what can I do today to demonstrate that I am a priority? Or what can I do today to practice prioritizing myself and my health? I really believe that the quality of our progress and the quality of our lives stems from the quality of the questions we ask ourselves and the honesty with which we answer. So making this question a little bit better makes you a little bit better. This is true even if we say like, how can I get motivated? A better question is, what can I choose today that will motivate me? Or what can I do today to increase my motivation? So how do I consistently make myself a priority? What am I able and willing to do today to act as though I am a priority? Or what am I able and willing to do today to practice putting myself first? So if I were answering this question for today for myself, it would be um, packing for my trip to make tomorrow easier instead of racing around and taking care of the yard and taking care of the puppy. Making myself a priority would be saying to my boyfriend when he gets home, hey, can you take the puppy outside for an hour so that I can get my stuff all squared away for my trip? That's making myself a priority, as well as being in bed by 10 o'clock tonight. Those are a couple opportunities that exist for me today to practice making myself a priority. What about you, Sarah? If I asked you that question, what are you able and willing to do today to practice being someone who makes herself a priority? What, what does that look like? What can that look like for you today? Well, my first thought is journaling. Yeah. And... Um, I was, th I was thinking about that when I was reading this question is, is actually put yourself on that priority list. Yeah. And like you were saying, whatever that may be, it may be an hour of breathing room or meditation or take a bath or right. go for a walk. And every day is going to be different. So ask yourself the question, but from a higher level, a better question isn't how do I do this in general, but how will I practice it today? Because that is where our power comes from. Similar. So this is kind of, the next question is kind of similar. Yeah. How do I stay focused? What am I able and willing to do today to practice being focused? And if that is a struggle, what are some of the things today that could distract me? And which of them am I willing to step away from just for today? Remember, guys, the quality of our lives and the rate of our progress stems directly from the quality of the questions we ask ourselves and the honesty with which we answer. And I think, too, the frequency with which we ask. Because if we ask great questions once a month, that's not the same as asking great questions six times a day. So instead of how do I stay focused, what will I do in the next hour to be more focused? 
I had this opportunity to practice earlier this morning. The day did not start out super well around here. My boyfriend got up at like 3.30 in the morning because he had to be out of the house at 4. And the puppy decided, oh, we're up. Okay, fantastic. And it was, of course, on me to make sure that little nine, almost 10-week-old Rumi didn't destroy the house. So I'm then up at 3.30. And uh, he just he just was in a mood today. I opened up the door to feed the chickens, and he decided to run into the chickens' room, which which is not cool and not okay. Uh, he got into a bunch of stuff. He knocked stuff over. He had an accident in the house, like all before 5 a.m. And I, meanwhile, had a very long list of things that I wanted to do today because I'm flying out tomorrow, and so I've got to get a lot done before I leave. I choose to get a lot done before I leave. And I realized there's more than enough time if I choose to focus. So what is that going to take? Okay, let me take the puppy outside and run him to exhaustion. Then he's got a lovely little pen outside. Even though I can create moments of drama and guilt about him being outside away from me, he's fine. It's a lovely day. So let me take 20 minutes to exercise him so that he'll be exhausted, and then I will be distraction-free. But if I sit here and go, oh my gosh, this day, I can't do it. There's too much stuff. I got to take him to the vet, blah, blah, blah. It'll never get done. So what will you do today to focus? And if you don't know, what are the things that could distract you? Maybe it's the TV. Maybe it's social media. Maybe you need to put your cell phone on airplane mode between two and four. Maybe you need to leave your cell phone in the car when you go into work just for today so you can get a lot done. Or you can stay off social media between X hour and X hour. But turn these questions into something that is slightly more powerful, often significantly more powerful. What can you do to stay focused? And I also think, to go back to Sarah's answer to the last question, journaling is a huge way to stay focused. And Sarah was saying that one of the things she loves most about the identity journal is the three priorities because other that's a way to focus, right? Otherwise, it can be easy to just get distracted and all over the place. But if I asked you this question for you today, how do you stay focused? What are you, because that can be very theoretical and general, like, uh, you know, not watch TV in the middle of the day, not get up and go grocery shopping in the middle of the day, which is very different from in the next, you know, hour and a half of your work day, what does it look like for you to stay focused? That's a good question. Because it's chaos around here. Um, it can be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess it's really just, just focusing my attention on literally what's in front of me. Um, and not flitting off into a million other thoughts. And right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's practice. Well, that's what it always comes down yeah. to. The art of resisting distractions, just saying no to distractions for the next X many minutes. I used to do this when I was writing because I would come up with a hundred other things that I could do other than write when I was writing Chasing Cupcakes. I'm going to focus without distraction for five minutes. So I'm not going to open another tab on my computer. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to get up and get water, coffee, or pee. Five minutes of just writing. And then I would get up and I would take 90 seconds and I'd walk around and then I'd do another five minutes. But it really is a practice and a, and the need for a better, more directed question. All right. I think we have one more. Yes. Last question. How do I channel the success of getting out of debt to win with weight loss? Oh, 
I love you, whoever asked that question. I, know, I like this one too. That's what got me started. For those of you guys that don't know, um, my weight had been a struggle forever in my life. And I had tried everything except really consistency and taking great care of myself and working with myself instead of against myself. But I was in that place of like, I want this more than anything and I'm frustrated and I'm sad. For some reason, when I got married, I'm now divorced, but when I got married, it hit me for the first time that all of this money we were making was already spoken for when it hit our bank accounts. Like we'd get our paychecks on Friday but like within 48 hours, it was all gone because before we even earned it, it was already spoken for with our mortgage. It was spoken for with our student loan payments, with groceries, with insurance. And I hated that because I felt like we were working for stuff we had already purchased and we had no freedom with our money. So shortly after we got married, I said to my former husband, hey, so um, we're going to get out of debt. And we're going to be like super aggressive about it. And he was kind of like, no, I want to I want to have more freedom than that. And I don't want to feel policed. And I said, "Um, "Okay, well, too bad. (laughs) I think I would have handled it a little bit differently now than I did then. But I also know that he's really grateful that that happened when it did and that I took charge of it because it created just a ton of freedom for both of us. And it changed both of our lives for the better. But the things that I learned, and I've done a couple of podcast episodes on how lessons I learned in getting out of debt really gave me the tools and the motivation to apply those things to my health and my food choices and consistency. So I would have you start with, if you have had success in getting out of debt, I would have you start with, what did that take? It took, you know, if something unexpected came up, like you got a flat tire and you had to spend $400 on new tires for your car. To successfully get out of debt, you don't then say, well, this month's screwed. We might as well go to Tahiti. And yet so often when it comes to weight, when we have that cookie, we're like, well, I screwed up the day, so I might as well have pizza and ice cream as well. Look at what it took to create that success. Time. Hello, it probably took longer than you thought it would to get out of debt because unexpected things happen. And I mean, sorry to be truth sayer here. It's probably going to take you longer to lose the weight than you think that it will because things are going to come up and that's okay. But you either have the mindset of like, oh, it's not fast enough or it's okay. I'm doing this for the right reason and I'm going to stay the course. So look at the things that really worked for you in getting out of debt that were necessary for you to create that success, that consistency, the patience, the determination, not throwing in the towel when something unexpected comes up or when your budget doesn't go according to plan, not throwing a pity party every damn day and feeling sorry for yourself. Those kinds of things then say, all right, well, how can I apply that today to the way I'm caring for my physical body? What does it look like today for me to apply that to my physical body? And for those of you that are like, well, sounds good, but I haven't had success in getting out of debt. Well, you can. What is an improvement that you are able and willing to make today? Because the principles are the same. Small changes over time with consistency, with patience, monitoring your results and adjusting accordingly. That is the path for every success, for every achievement. So yeah, 
that's what we got. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Are you doing anything fun this weekend? I am celebrating my best friend's birthday. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Should be a great time. I am going to California. Yeah. For like 24 hours. I know. It's a quick trip. I know. And it's going to be the first time away from the puppy. Yes. It's going to be great. I am excited to help with. I know. Sarah's going to be helping with little Rumi Rumi. He's a handful. He's so cute, though. He is. And he's got, I mean, I'm biased, but I think he has a pretty great personality. Yes, I totally agree. All right, guys, if you have questions, just head over to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox. We love to hear from you. And this is very much your show. So if there are things on your mind, topics you want to hear about, let us know. Primalpotential.com forward slash inbox. And do not forget to check out the show notes because there's so much stuff going on, you guys. Primalpotential.com forward slash 594. You can get the link to Fabletics, the sponsor of today's show, and get some additional savings there. The wait list is open. Open for our summer 12 weeks to transformation. Uh, we've got the free e-series coming up on mental and emotional spring cleaning. Go to the show notes. Just check it out. Primalpotential.com forward slash 594. And we will talk to you so soon. Make it a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.